everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Yes, hello. Nice to be in the same room with you again, GR Dad. Yes, I think it's nice. I think it's nice too. That's good. I am glad that we're doing this. Yes. The cocktail of the week this week is the Witty Comeback. <laughs> it's a pretty good name, right? It's pretty good. Give me eight to ten hours and I can figure it out. <laughs> this This is a similar cocktail to the Getaway which was one of our first cocktails of the week, I think. So the witty comeback is rye whiskey, Averna Amaro, lemon juice, and ginger simple syrup. Now the getaway is rum, chinar, lemon juice, and simple syrup. Getaway is still the awesome. The getaway is, is great. So, I mean, almost all these ingredients are different, but so it uses rye instead of a black rum. It uses Averna Amaro, but if you look for like, what if I don't have any Averna Amaro, what can I substitute with? Chinar would be a suggestion for that. So it's a kind of bitter aperitifi thing. Mm-hmm. Lemon juice. And then this has ginger simple syrup instead of regular. But it shows kind of the play on like, you kind of swap out syrups and you swap out spirits and you... You know, there's like a lot of interchangeable things. You can make a bunch of different cocktails. Yeah, uh, and the name is excellent. The name is often a big part of an appeal of a drink. I mean, got, I mean, the drink's got to be good too, solid. But You could make this with Malort instead of the Averna Amaro. I'd cut Whoa. it in half though. Malort. Mm-hmm. Malort. <laughs> <laughs> We've, did, we have, did we have a discussion about this on air? Many times. I drank it. We yeah, don't we have any about more that Malort. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it's gone. Next time I go to Chicago, I will pick up a bottle. I mean, I could have one shipped, I'm sure, but... Can't get it on a plane, though. No, no. You'd have to drive it back. I mean, I could check it, I guess. I don't check bags, but I was going to say, you don't check No, bags. I'd ship it for sure. Not even for Malort. Then why not just order it online? That's a good point. Saves you one trip. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's the witty comeback. Rye whiskey, Amaro, lemon juice, ginger, simple syrup. Hi. Ginger simple syrup is really easy to make. Get yourself a nub of ginger from the store and then just put it in a blender, whatever size, with a cup of sugar and a cup of water. Blend it all up and then simmer it for like 10 minutes on the stove and put it through a nut milk bag to drain out the ginger and you got ginger simple syrup. I use it all the time. I use it in margaritas. It makes a really great like ginger margarita delish. Yeah. I make a um, ginger pineapple mojito. So you crush up like five chunks of pineapple with some mint leaves and some lime juice. Use pineapple rum and ginger syrup. It's so good. That's yeah. a dangerous drink. That's where I'm like, this is delish. I'm going to have a second one. This was extremely delish. I'm going to have a third one. <laughs> this is extremely, extremely Ooh. delish. I cannot get off the couch. I can't get up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you, it's really you're good. just. A lot of people use ginger ale in drinks, but you're going to the actual ginger, which is a much more subtle flavor and much less sweetened. It's less sweetened. It's like zippier. This doesn't have any fizzy stuff in it, right? So it's good right. you get the That's ginger right. without, yeah. That's true. I feel bad for ginger because it's an ugly little nub, but it tastes really good. But it, it looks bad. It is ugly. That's it looks true. like it fell off something else in the fridge. Like, <laughs> this, What was this on? Is this out of a pot? It was it. Is it dirt from a plant? What yeah. is it? Poor I mean, ginger. It is a root, yeah. Poor little ginger. Yeah, potatoes are roots. They look model-like compared to ginger. That's true. They're all nice and smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. It, time for administrative corner and go. I love administrative corner. Let's spend all our time. Let's call the whole thing administrative corner. If we called the whole podcast administrative corner, I'd be so happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, now we're renaming the podcast Administrative Corner instead <laughs> of the Golden Ratio Podcast. The best day ever. Maybe it could be like our side podcast. Like Jen Kozla <laughs> has two chocolate cakes and then sidecar. We can have the Golden Ratio Podcast and then Administrative Corner. Yes. Yeah. I'm fine. I think maybe we should just keep it all together. I'm fine. Okay. I, I didn't really think this through. <laughs> so uh, the big Administrative Corner item is you've got like a day and a half to get your hopper plushies orders in which like may not seem like you're running out of time for you guys but it's not much time for me and ingo because we have to place individually 110 plushie orders because um on twitter one person emailed me and said i would like to fund anonymously plushies for four people who cannot afford it and I was like, this is a lovely offer. I'm going to put up a Google form. And I bet when I tell people that someone has volunteered to do this, other people are going to want to do it too. And that is what happened. Boy, were you right. Boy, was I right, as always. So we got, <laughs> so uh, but dozens of people came in and some sponsored a plushie and some sponsored 10 plushies. And they sent the money to the Golden Ratio Foundation. And I kept meticulous notes. And uh, we ended up with enough money to pay for 110 plushies. And we had like 330 people who were like, I would really like a plushie and I can't afford one. And they all wrote lovely little notes in there. And so today I picked 110 people, actually 112, because somebody else was like, hey, wait, I'll give a couple too. So I picked a couple more. So tomorrow, G and G, our dad and I have to sit down and type in, like in just place one order after another for 110 plushies. For, uh, so they get sent directly. We don't want to have be storing 110 plushies and have to redistribute them for double postage. I I uh, emailed the people at Makeship who are making the plushies, and I was like, "Hey, like we've got this really beautiful thing happening. Um, you know, is there a discount code so we can make this people's money go further? Is there a way I could send you a spreadsheet of addresses?" And they're like, "Well, you can just order a crate and ship them out." And I was like, "Absolutely not. <laughs> like, no." Because a lot of them are international, right? Like, they will ship anywhere. But I'm not taking boxes of plushies to ship overseas, like, and go to the post office and deal with that nonsense. We'll flood the post office again with little plastic these green are so bags. These big, right? Can you imagine 110 boxes? But it also just makes no sense. They're going to send them. Yeah. They'd they send might as well send them direct to the people who want them instead of send them to us. And then have, we have to send them again? Yeah. That's silly. Those yes. poor Those poor plushies will be like in transit for so long so we're going to individually place the order so your plushies will come directly to you if i sent you a dm so anyway it was just like a beautiful thing right that people were just like stepping up and offering the people do, are so good people yeah. are just looking for excuses on how to be good i was thinking like as i was sending out these notes right because it's like i had people give me their twitter handle and then um i sent them dms today so i sent 100 and 10 dms today to people like hey good news get you're getting half a plushie from an anonymous donor and so i'd get to see all the previous exchanges i had with these people like some of the handles i recognize but most of them i didn't and some of it's like people who are like hey if you need any help with the 2020 golden ratio commencement like let me know i'm happy to do stuff or you know all these little lovely notes that people had sent me and then i'm like hey here we're like send you know we're sending you this thing and i was like this is gonna make us look really good like you and me look really good but all we're doing is we the administrative part like we're, we're just not the middle people yeah we're just sending out the messages and like typing stuff into forms but i was like it's kind of like hilarious that, i mean it's like 
the community is an important part of the golden ratio. And this really is like a community thing. And like we get credit for doing this nice thing, except all we're doing is typing stuff into forms, putting up forms, typing stuff into other forms. Yeah, we're just allowing people to be good. I mean, there's yep. like sort of angelic people out there doing this anonymously, which is kind of sort of the highest way of doing good, right? They, yeah. they don't get any credit for this. And yep. they could. They could be like, make sure you put my name on the package. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody did that. No, it's, it's really lovely. Uh, so that's Administrative Corner. You do, if you want to buy a Hopper plushie, they're like $27 plus shipping. Um, again, we don't really make... I mean, I guess we'll make a little bit of money on these. A lot of them have sold, but it's, you know, we get a tiny percent. So just buy one if you want one. I mean, if I order one, we'll make a lot of money. How many have you ordered already? Ingo? I'm not telling. <laughs> and I probably lost track. <laughs> That's okay. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> I was expecting them to show up by now, but I guess not. Nope, nope. December. Well, maybe I didn't order any. It's been a long time. I can't really remember. I well, ordered okay. I definitely <laughs> all right on to dog updates um let's see let's start with remy because there's kind of no update is the update um i actually got a text from the vet she's like i check several times a day the results aren't in because they're going to take two to four weeks and it's been like a week and a half i'm pretty irritated with this whole timeline where like this is fast moving aggressive stuff if it's actually what they think it is and it takes four weeks to get a biopsy result by which, like, bad things have happened. Maybe. I mean, the prognosis with no treatment, and, you know, we've caught it early, but whatever. We haven't talked about this with Remy. Just, like, if you look up on the Internet, what's the prognosis for dogs with lymphoma? Generally, it's about two months. And so if you're spending, like, four weeks of that just waiting for one test, like, plus we found it, we did the needle aspirate, then we did the biopsy, and we got the first set of results, and this, like, we're spending six or seven weeks in testing, which is almost the entirety of, like, the average lifespan yeah remy's doing fine though he still got unfortunately still has his cone on because yeah. he's te he's rambunctious i mean he's feeling great he just wants to chomp with nacho yeah um and so the cone protects both of them a little bit from themselves yeah and remy still has uh staples in his neck where he opened up his incision so those kind of went in a week after the surgery and then they had to stay in for two weeks so he's still supposed to have them in until sunday i may try to get him out on friday take him up to the vet <clears throat> but the poor guy's been in a cone and he's so itchy and he destroyed a cone and then we get <laughs> another cone you can follow it on the snaps where it gets more and more folded back <laughs> and it has like tooth marks in the Wobbly. end and he's just he managed to like completely like it's like a broken umbrella around his neck yeah so he's cone free right now we're we're in very, like, almost touching him. Now he goes touching him. Touching so, him. So uh, hopefully Friday they'll be like, yes, it's fine. You can take these staples out. So that's the Remy update. No biopsy or treatment or any of that yet. We're just waiting. So that's that. So the main update this week is on Hopper T-Dog. We have the best pool situation that a person can have. Our neighbors have a pool. Yeah, we don't have a swimming pool. We do not have a swimming pool. Which is good, because it's cheaper and easier not to have one. <laughs> It'd be a lot of work. Our neighbors have a pool. Our new neighbors who moved in next door to us. And they're down here, you know, for kind of a few weeks, sometimes a month at a time. But this is their second house for sure. And um, 
we really like them and we've become very friendly with them and you know stuff's going on i text them like hey like this thing's going on at your house is that cool or they're like hey could you do this thing so you know we're kind of like the local people who are here all the time and they're like we would really appreciate it if you would use our pool while we're gone because then people will think that you know there's people here all the time um you know if anything's going wrong you guys can let us know but like for real it would be a great favor to us if you would use the pool and please have Venkman go over and chase the <laughs> pigeons away. Yep. Um, they're like, it gets cleaned whether anybody's using it or not, so you may as well use it. And also, it would be a good favor to us. <laughs> so we don't have to do anything. We what? just have to go swim in the pool. What a weird thing to ask us like it's a favor. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, so we've been going over most days, often at night. Uh, and it's got like cool rainbow like lights at night, but sometimes during the day uh, to swim in their pool. And on Saturday, I got back from Maryland and I was like, we should take Hopper into the pool. We don't, we don't bring all the dogs over there because we don't want to clog their pool up with floof. Uh, but occasionally we'll bring a dog over. And I was like, we should bring Hopper into the pool and she can just kind of sit there and hang out and it'll be really relaxing. Great. But Hopper can't walk that far. She gets really tired, like, walking out of the elevator to, like, do her business and walking back in. She pants for a long time. So I was like, there's no way she can walk over to the neighbor's house. So we're going to get the cheese wagon, for those of you who have been with us for a while and remember Manchego. Um, or if you don't remember, so we had Manchego, who is a hospice case, who came to us. And he couldn't really walk. Like, if you stood him up, he could kind of totter around. But he really couldn't stand up by himself. And he couldn't walk very far. So we had, we, we had already had a wagon, but the wagon didn't fit in the elevator. So we bought a new wagon. A the, new, small, slightly smaller. I measured the elevator and then I measured, you know, I was like it's checking so, the wagon. It's such a perfect fit. It's so good. <clears throat> it's perfect. So we had this little wagon. And uh, when he needed to go out, we would just pick him up and put him in the wagon, put the wagon in the elevator, bring it down, wheel him out to the front yard, and then stand him up, and he'd do his business, and then we'd reverse the process to bring him upstairs. Uh, he was also a diabetic like Remy. He was blind, but he was a really old man with just lots of problems. So, um, so we called it the cheese wagon for Manchego. And uh, after he died, we had him probably three months after he died, um, we, of course, kept the wagon, and it was storing coconuts for a while. <laughs> and I was like, it's time to redeploy the cheese wagon for hops. It's a good wagon. It's got those rubber tires. It's, it's, it's easy like, to steer. I think Go Gorilla Cart is the brand. We yeah. highly recommend. We have two of them. You can take the individual side panels off individually. Yep. You, know, you, can, you don't have to fold them down. You just take them off completely. Yep. It's pretty, they're pretty good, versatile. Yeah, really sturdy. We use them for all sorts of stuff, wheeling plants around reeling the trash cans around we've got a big one and then the smaller one um and they're great for you know dogs too so yep we get the cheese wagon out and um it had all four sides on with manchego we had one of the sides off all the times because it was easier to just put him in and out without having to lift him up um do you think brody wants to go out or do you think he wants second dinner he's just shown up here i just saw lightning oh okay lightning maybe the uh, third option yeah um so we get the cheese wagon out. We bring Hopper down. We put Hopper in the cheese wagon, and it's got all the sides on. It's got a little bed in it. And I start wheeling her out the driveway, onto the street, into the neighbor's driveway. And she was laying down for a while, and then she was sort of sitting up and looking around. 
And as we're going through the neighbor's driveway, she has an instant where she's like, I'm getting out of this car. I'm now done. In like one second, went from sitting and looking around to standing up and jumping out of the car, over the side, out of the car. Because her back legs work fine. She just pushed off her back legs like a jump. Nice little leap. Uh, thinking that she had two front legs to land on and she has one extremely arthritic front leg to land on. She just completely face planted. All the way down to that messed up front leg and that gives way under her and then face plants. I mean, was laying on her side, just crying in pain. And so I took the side off the cart and kind of picked her up and put her back in the cart and we put her in the water because I'm like, this isn't going to hurt. Like, all it's going to do is take weight off of this. And she was kind of fine. Like, she, you know, she swam a couple times to chase the ball. But she mostly, like, walked around in the pool. There's, like, a little bubbler fountain thing under the water. And she was like, this thing is my nemesis. And we kind of chomp at it. Like the rock in the olden days when she was trying to get the rock. That's right. But mostly she just, like, hung out. You know, walked around underwater a little bit for about yeah. an hour. Was floating around a lot like we were. Yeah. And so the hours, I'm like, all right, like, we're both pruny, like, let's get out of the pool. And uh, we take her out of the pool, you know, pick her up, set her down, and she can't stand on her front leg. It just collapses and her basically chin hits the ground. Yeah. Uh, kind of all of her legs give out, especially the front one. So I put her in the cart and bring her back. And she has hurt, like, the muscles often in that front leg before or sometimes in her core where she'll like go too hard swimming or do something and then she'll be quite sore not she can't stand sore but has heard it before and i was like well she really landed on it this time and so we kind of laid her down gave her an extra dose of one of her medicines where she can have a much higher dose than she's on normally kind of wasn't better tried to get her to stand later wouldn't stand up we put her in the help em up harness, which is great. You can just pick them up. That's uh, the one Voodoo used to have. The <clears throat> yep. blue one, yeah. Yeah, a lot of our dogs have been in it, but him most recently. So I like put her in, put the harness on, put her in the cart, bring her out, and like pick her up and try to set her down. And she wouldn't even like let her legs touch the ground. And so I called the emergency vet and I was like, listen, like she clearly screwed up her leg. She can't stand on it at all. And they were like, well, you know, give her some of this, you know, give it some time. And I was like, I called him back three hours later, like, not better. So I brought her in and they did a laser treatment on her. They gave her a muscle relaxant and suggested we could give her some tramadol, which is like a light narcotic. And we have, you know, we have some. So we gave her that and it didn't really help. So by the next morning, she was not any better. And she hadn't peed for about 24 hours. I mean, this was my main worry. Yeah, she hadn't relieved herself in any way, including not having peed since, what, before swimming, right? Before swimming, so maybe 10 a.m. And so it's now been 24 hours. She hasn't done anything. And I call the vet again, and I was like, listen, like, she's in a lot of pain. We've given her this medicine. But she has to pee, like... Like, I'm sure she has to be because she's eating fine. She's drinking fine. Can we bring her in? Like, I don't know if you put a catheter in. Can you, like, do something so she's not just, like, holding it for two days? And uh, brought her in. And uh, it's not that they didn't take her seriously overnight, but I think they were like, well, you know, clearly she screwed it up. They did an x-ray. There's nothing broken. Give her some medicine and it'll probably be fine. And the next day they were like, this is a real problem. She's obviously in a ton of pain. Um 
leave her here. Like, we will take care of her. So she ended up staying there all day Sunday and Monday and overnight Monday night. So she came home Tuesday. So she was there for three days and two nights. Um, and she's doing way better now. So she has a fentanyl patch. Um, so they shave a little square in her side and stick that on there. Uh, and you're not allowed to touch it because then the fentanyl will come onto you as well. <laughs> it's all taped down. I keep looking at it. Kind of like, wonder what happened if I touched it a little bit. Just keep going. Little. I want to lick it. I want to lick it. It's, I mean, it's covered up, right? It's it not, is. Yeah, it's taped it's, down. It's it's like one one side is fentanyl, the other side is just tape. Tape, yeah. Tape is outward. Yep. Um, but if I licked it, maybe I could get some, but then I'd probably get too much. Yeah, you don't you don't need that I don't in know your if life. Any fentanyl is good fentanyl. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, it's helping hops a lot. So sh that will stay on until Friday. And then when it comes off, if she's still having pain, they'll give her a second one. Um, she's also on a muscle relaxant three times a day. And she's doing way better. So I visited her on Sunday. and Because uh, the vet said she was crying all the she time. Cried. <laughs> They're like, the she cried all night. I know. Oh. They're like, well, she seems lonely. Like she seems like she's never been alone. I was like, she's never been alone. Come to think of it, she's ha always had a Vank around or us. Yeah. Even like in the year before we got Vank, we had like three or four different foster dogs come through. So right. she wasn't even alone then. No, she's pretty much alone. always had a she, yeah. You know, yeah. So she's just not used to being alone. And then she was all alone in her cage. The, so the vet's like there were like dogs in other cages though around her. Well, it? the vet was also there, so she's like I laid down with her and just hung out with her for a while. I mean, and that a, made it as with so many vets, they're all good people and love animals and wouldn't let an animal just cry if there's yep. any way they can spend time with them. We've had so many vets say, like with Voods in Miami, where they'd be like, "Oh well, we put him in his own room. We just put him in his own room. Basically, they probably had him at the reception and were just petting him overnight." Yeah um so anyway so i went and saw her on sunday and she was moving around a little bit but she had to have a sling and she couldn't really put any weight on it um but by when was that? Oh, so that was monday so sunday we dropped her off monday i went in to visit her and then tuesday she got to come home so she's we're still trying to keep her really calm but she is trying to like walk from room to room or like walk to get some water and she's doing okay she wants to she wants to go in the water when she's outside now. oh yeah I mean, she'll she for, bolts for the water. She basic, I mean, in a very slow motion bolting way. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. And we're like, no, and stop that. Stop. And it's just the fentanyl talking. It's just the fentanyl. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she's doing better. But that was quite a scare. Yeah. I mean, the good the good thing was that she never lost her appetite, which is a big <laughs> that's deal. a good thing for you. I mean, it's a good sign. If she loses her appetite, I really worry. I mean, for you, it, the eating is the most important. Oh, when we had the metric. dogs with the kidney failures and who were getting sick, where we had to hand feed them and try to get food in them. Oh, I the thought of a dog starving is just the worst for me. Mm -hmm. It's so I don't know why, but it just seems like that's terrible. No. Um. So anyway, that's the Hopper T update. She's doing better. She's getting better every day. Yeah, but she's not swimming yet because of the fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. She's got this patch on. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Everybody else is pretty much fine. You said you wanted to bitch about Nacho, and there is so much to bitch about. Uh, is there anything specific? No, no. He's just still got that insane puppy energy. He's, he's crazy. still 
he's clearly a good boy. Very good. And, and yep. he's he's not mean, and he's smart, but he's also just completely out of his mind about thirty percent of the time. Where, yep. he, where he just like walks around. You can tell there's nobody home behind his eyes. He's just kind of <laughs> like, what? I can chew. What can I do? Is there a shoe to pick up? Can I? What? So outdoors, he's now discovered that there are teeny little, little lizards everywhere. Yep. Means in every tree, bush, rock. Yep. And so he just kind of scurries from rock to rock. He has no chance of catching these things. I mm-hmm. mean, they just go into a crack. But he scurries from rock to rock. And if you... Have him on the leash, that means he wraps himself around trees. If you take him off the leash, he runs and jumps in the water. He loves jumping on top of the fish now or yep. on top of the guac. Yep. So he's having a great time, but man, is he hard. <laughs> he's kind of a pain in the ass. Hard to be around, yeah. yeah. Um, but Vink is fine. Guac is great. Brody's doing good. So. Yeah, no, it's good to have just one crisis at a time. Yeah, so that's that. Yeah. Um, Okay, that's it for dog updates. I do have one item under ramblings. I haven't talked to you about this story yet, but it really amused me. Uh, so this is from this week. The headline from CNN Travel is Southwest Airlines passenger airdrops nude photos to other flyers. Oh, this is hilarious. I got to say, I uh, airdrop pictures of the dogs to any random people. Like if I'm getting ready to... So, you know, like, oh, I'm going to text this picture to Ingo when you, I'm traveling. you got to explain this for non-Apple phone, iPhone users, and, and maybe even iPhone users who don't know what this is. I, I was just about to do that. I, I'm a genius. <laughs> so, so if I'm, like, in my photos and I'm, like, share this photo, I'm going to, like, send this picture to Ingo uh, when I'm not here, right? Because you want other people to be around for this thing to work. Um so I like do share and then it's like, oh, you can send it as a text message. You can send it as a WhatsApp. You can send it to Twitter. But there's also AirDrop where you can kind of just wirelessly directly transmit it to someone else's phone. And we do this sometimes if we're in the house together and we want to send videos to each other's phone because then you don't have to like text it and download it. It just automatically shows up in their photos. So you can have, and by default, I think most people are discoverable. So if you click on AirDrop, it'll show you everybody whose phone can receive airdropped messages just receive a photo and so often like if i'm on a plane or if i'm in a hotel and and i see there's a bunch of people whose airdrop is on i will try to airdrop a group photo (laughs) of the dogs to them and you don't know who it comes from you don't get any info Yeah, it's not like a text where there's a number or something nope it's just just like do you want to accept a airdrop from iphone 5 and you say Yes. And then it's like, whoop, there's a picture. I've had people do this to me, maybe on accident. And I got like some, do you remember this? Like some group photos from like a bachelor weekend or something. Yeah, that was kind of random. It was nothing salacious. It was just like a bunch of bros. But Uh, he sent it to iPhone 5 instead of, you know, bro phone. Yeah. You often don't see any names associated with the phone. It's just like iPhone. And then you don't know who it is. Uh, so so anyway, I will sometimes drop pictures of the dogs. And you can reject it. So if someone tries to send you a photo, you can say no. Um, without seeing it, though. Without seeing it. You're, you're yeah. kind of, yeah, it's always a little curious to see what it might be. <laughs> oh, I always say yes. <laughs> I always say yes. I always want to see it. Of course. All right. So these people are on Southwest. They're boarding. Uh, 
I thought you said they're bored. <laughs> well, I mean, this dude was clearly, well, maybe he wasn't bored. So they're sitting on the plane. The plane has not taken off. And uh, they're trying to go from Houston to Cabo San Lucas in Mexico. It's a party boat. Cabo. Party plane. Party plane. So the pilot gets on the overhead. I need to put like a filter on this to make me sound like a pilot talking on the overhead. So here's the deal. If this continues while we're on the ground, I'm going to have to pull back to the gate. Everybody's going to have to get off. We're going to have to get security involved and vacation is going to be ruined. So you folks, whatever that airdrop thing is, quit sending naked pictures and let's get yourself to Cabo. So that's what the pilot said. So here's what happened. Uh, This dude is just probably a dude. Oh, it was a dude because he was in the pictures. Oh, his face? Uh, well, I don't... Uh, and, uh, that's a good mm, question. Eh, All right, let mm. me just read you the thing. This passenger shot a video with the pilot saying that, and she told CNN that she and her friends had just boarded the plane when people around her received notifications of files being shared via airdrop. She declined the file, but two women in front of her accepted it, and they showed her the photo. Quote, it was a nude man that had airdropped himself to everyone. (laughs) She saw another woman get upset by the photos and report it to a flight attendant, and the flight attendant told the pilot, and then he made that announcement. And blah, 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 Southwest Statement about Safety and Security. Uh, And the pilot did a good job. Uh, the flight attendant went around to check on everyone after about 10 minutes. The crew went through its safety procedures and they took off. Nothing else happened on the flight. <laughs> Some guy was sitting there with a really red face. Oh, he did it on purpose. He yeah, airdropped he get, it to everybody. He didn't expect to get busted that publicly with the pilot. I don't think you airdrop a nude photo of yourself to everyone if you don't expect and maybe secretly hope that you're going to get caught. <sighs> You're oh, just not a weird. dude who would do it. With the, in a plane that you're going to be trapped in for another three hours, <laughs> this is like there's no escape. You have no planning capability. There's dudes on planes who just whip their junk out, like in coach, with yeah. like somebody sitting next to them. It's true. There's a wide spectrum of human behavior. Do you follow passenger pa- shaming on Instagram? No. Mm-hmm. You- What's is this is the what you're explaining is it's, what happens? It's it's more like people who take their shoes off and their feet are in a lot of places. And don't have socks on? Yes. Don't have, I mean sometimes it'll even be people with socks. I mean I don't I take my f- shoes off but I keep my feet under the seat. I mean nobody nobody wants feet out on a plane. I take my shoes off. Well, you may be passenger shamed at some point. <laughs> But, but you do always have socks to on. To myself, and I always have socks on. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I wouldn't do barefoot. There's a lot of barefoot people on planes with their feet, like, up on... Yeah, my parents have a story about that where they were in some plane and some someone's foot stuck, like got stuck in between the two of them, like, halfway up their armrest. My dad still remembers that guy's toenails, the condition of the guy's toenails. I would just be like, get your foot out of my armrest or I'll get it out for you. <laughs> Jerk face. Well, they're German. They're just Dick like, nose. Mm-hmm. Don't know what the protocol is they'd, here. They'd be like smashing it with something. Just smash on the foot. They That's would be passive would aggressive and be like, huh, strange. <laughs> My lighter just keeps <laughs> lighting on this foot. I had one passive aggressive freak out of my own on a plane where I was in coach on a very long flight and the guy in front of me reclined his seat all the way, which I know you're allowed to do, but it's a dick thing to do. And I was trying to type, but like I couldn't even open my laptop all the way. 
So every time they would come around with like food and stuff, I would violently jerk down my tray, slam the tray down, and then I'd be done. I'd push it in and slam it back up. And the guy was like giving me dirty looks. He's like, I'm sorry, my dude, you reclined your seat back all the way. There's, that's a whole thing, right? With the, the, the people who think it's, who defend their right to recline yep. and everyone else who realizes that the way planes are set up, you can't. You actually should never do that. I mean, you have a right to do it, but then no. you also got to expect that the person behind you is going to be pissed off, and I have a right to very aggressively open and close my tray right. many and it, times. And it's completely the airline's fault for, for building these unlivable planes, but you know th those battles and the, the moral rights rightitude of both sides is, is an epic battle. This guy I dated for a little bit in college was a real asshole. He was one of those guys who was like, it's not against the law, so there's no reason I shouldn't do it. Yeah, and there was one time, true. I was not with him, but he had a car, which is weird. Like, most people on campus didn't have a car. And there were two people I know, him and somebody else, who were trying to park. And he was coming, let's say, northbound on the street. And this other person I knew was going southbound and had pulled up to a parallel parking spot to back in to back in and was waiting because i think like the car behind him was going around or he was waiting for somebody to pull out like he was waiting to back into the spot and uh at that time ex-boyfriend saw the southbound he's going northbound he sees the parking spot on the southbound lane u-turns and noses front in oh. and cuts off the other guy and he's like i'm allowed to do it he just could, they couldn't fathom why anyone would be mad. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's a lawyer now. Okay. That's the guy who tried to run me over with his car. There you go. The whole car thing is a problem oh, for him, yeah. apparently. You know what? I don't think the car was the origin of his problem. It was just a thing he had to... No, it's an extension of, yeah. of him. Perpetrate it. All right. Uh, time for Taste of the Keys. Former flight nurse arrested... Wait. Oh. Are we doing ramblings? Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you have ramblings? Yes, I just wanted to say... I'm very sorry. I want to say you were right about something. <gasps> I mean, I know, the but tell me what it mud. is. You oh, put the straw down, and it's yeah. like it fixed almost all the dirt problems, and T gra let's grass Let's tell seems everybody all about my brilliant idea. Yeah. You tell. <laughs> you tell. <laughs> I, was came, I came late to your brilliant idea. I was told to, do, to bring stuff from Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> so no yes. straw in the keys apparently no there was none i checked uh so yes we talked about this there's a lot of dirt in the front yard and then the dogs were bringing the dirt in everywhere it was dirt that i spread i mean in in your defense this wasn't just heaven sent it, i made it you, you flung the dirt around the front yard <laughs> i made it and so yes I, in my frustration i had five it, it turned out exactly the right number five like 25 foot long four foot wide rolls of straw mini bales i call them mini bales uh sent inga was in maryland and they didn't have any in the keys so i had them sent to the maryland house and i was like you will drive these back down with you and i planted grass seed and i rolled out the straw mats and and inga was like you are so angry about this dirt whatever you want to do is fine but i am worried that the grass will die underneath these mats and actually what's happened is we've got fresh little grasses sprouting up under the mats. There's no dirt in the house anymore. Genius. Dogs the love rolling in the straw. Straw is magic. Apparently. But they're not Let's dragging the straw in because it's got like a little net. woven net on it yes, to hold it in it's, place. It's all, and the birds aren't using t taking it all. It doesn't blow away. Mm -hmm. 
genius. It's Freaking great. Genius. It's worked perfectly. I think there's a little grass growing even. There, I checked in there. You said that. I went yeah. and checked. Definitely baby grass is in there. Yeah. Are you watering it in the morning? It. Oh, I mean, there's been a run of rain or damp nights, like yeah. with some rain. So I, I water it when it's drying out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it's it's wor it, you were right, and you may have geniused uh, our front yard into like it's going to look like a golf course out there when we <laughs> remove those nets. I mean, I am a genius. That's the other thing. It'll be easy to take the straw away. You just roll up the mats. You don't have to like. Yeah. Rake the straw away and hope that pigeons take it for their nests no. or whatever. We can do whatever we want with it. Yeah. That's great. Oh, thank you. That was a great addition to Rambling. Well, there you go. You can't. Sorry, I'm I not letting you, you just go to anonymous stories if I can <laughs> admit my wrongness and, and emphasize your rightness. Let's just celebrate my rightness. <laughs> yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, are we ready for Taste of the Keys now? Yeah. Okay. Taste of the Keys. Former flight nurse arrested in drug case. A former Monroe County Fire Rescue Chief flight nurse for the Trauma Star Helicopter Program has been arrested for stealing narcotics. Now, I know I've talked about this before, but just in case you missed it, um, we don't have any good hospitals here in the Keys. So if you... And they admit it. <laughs> they know it. <laughs> so yeah. if you break a leg, if you have a heart attack, anything more than like some scratches or like a fish hook stuck in you... Uh, they airlift you to Miami to a proper hospital there. And if you're a resident of the Keys, that's free. So they'll try to bill your insurance, but you never get a bill for being helicoptered up to Miami. It's like a benefit that you get as a resident of the Keys. If you are a tourist, you do not get this benefit. But we who live don't here... Don't get hurt if you're a tourist. <laughs> don't get hurt bad. <laughs> Actually, don't get hurt. Like I had the sea urchin incident, our first trip to the Keys, and it was some lacking medical care. Lacking, lacking any sense of urgency by anyone involved, actually. There was that one nurse who was really helpful. The doctor yeah. was a fucking idiot and he was maybe drunk. He may be drunk. Yeah. He may have been drunk. Uh, so, yeah, don't really get hurt in the Keys. But if you live here, they're like, yeah, you don't have to stay here. We'll fly you up to Miami <laughs> for free. <laughs> so that's the trauma star. It flies back and forth over our house. Because <laughs> some people, when they move down here, like, why does that helicopter fly over our houses all the time like there's so much water and there's a very narrow strip of land and of course the helicopter has to fly over land so if there's a problem it can land on something it's not just like over the atlantic yeah, um, it's one of those fast ones like the wheels retract real and fast, it's, a, yeah. it's a fast big helicopter yeah so it is it gets loud and before i knew what it was i was like wow that's low and fast what's going on right it's not military people. right yeah yeah if you complain about the trauma store being loud on next door, what you get is like 50 people talking about how their lives were saved after a car crash or whatever. It'd be like saying that ambulance is really loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, and our neighbor, like three doors down across the street, flies the helicopter. I mean, he's one of the pilots. Maybe he's... No, no, no. He's, he's the pilot. Oh, he knows this nurse. I've talked to him about this oh, case. Oh, boy. When he, he had COVID for a really long time, and so I would see him out in his front yard... He was trying to rehab himself. He was walking a he lot. He had a now. really hard time. I mean, he couldn't walk to the end of the block and back. He was sick for like two months. Uh, but I'd see him like watering his plants when he'd be like, I just have to like get outside because all I do is sit in the bed all day. And uh, in one of our chat sessions, he was telling me this story. But this was like two months ago. Oh, wow. So um, anyway. All right. So flight nurse, right? So there's a pilot and then there's a couple nurses. If, by the way, you're a nurse and you want to live in the Keys, they are always hiring nurses for the Trauma Star. So if you want to be a flight nurse, um, there are positions open. 
The arrest is the result of an investigation conducted by Monroe County Sheriff's Office Criminal Investigations Unit. Linda Rusanowski, 56, was charged with two counts of grand theft of a controlled substance, two counts of obtaining a controlled substance by fraud, and two counts of official misconduct. Quote, I was deeply troubled to learn of this situation, but I can assure you that I will take whatever actions are necessary to ensure Trauma Star continues its critical life-saving operations, says Sheriff Rick Ramsey. Because the sheriff office either, either operates it or partners with it. Yep. Right? Monroe County Fire Rescue alerted the sheriff's office in July of missing narcotics and discrepancies in their controlled substance logs. Mm -hmm. You guys, they log the narcotics. You can't just like... Oh, I wonder what happened to that <laughs> fentanyl patch. <laughs> the sheriff's office investigation showed Rusinowski stole morphine and Versed, and then alerted or f oh, altered or falsified records in an attempt to conceal the thefts. She admitted to stealing the drugs. Oh. Now, listen, Linda, it shut the fuck up Friday. <laughs> what you did was wrong, but did you have a lawyer when you admitted to stealing the drugs? Could have. Shut the fuck up. Get a lawyer. <laughs> the Trauma Star Program is a partnership between the Sheriff's Office, Fire Rescue, and the Monroe County Board of County Commissioners. The Sheriff's Office staff, uh, Sheriff's Office staffs the pilots, while the flight nurses and flight paramedics are staffed by Fire Rescue. The investigation is ongoing, so it seems like Linda was not taken to jail yet. Maybe she's not a... Flight risk. <laughs> I mean, you can't see this, but he gave me this very meaningful look. <laughs> oh. Everyone can imagine oh, any sure dad teeing mm. up that look <laughs> with a genius idea. All right, Ingo, it's time for German Word of the Week, followed by Ingo Corner. Uh, yeah, I, I used this word before. You used it with me today. Yes, yes, because I couldn't think of the English word. That's the, I love it when you do this. Uh, yeah. I learn more German, <laughs> and I know what you mean. I knew exactly what you meant when you said this, even yeah. though... something I said I said schnitzeljagd. So schnitzel, like Wiener schnitzel, and jagd is like Jägermeister, meaning hunt. Yes, yes, but it's not like Wiener schnitzel. It just happens to be that word, but it's like a scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. um, and I sort of looked it up a little bit schnitzeljagd probably is a modification of of a of the older word schnipseljagd which is papierschnipsel is like slips of paper so if you do a scavenger hunt uh -huh. it's like one piece of paper one clue right is yeah. often a piece of paper so you're looking for these schnipsel of paper the small pieces of paper interesting or wood chips is also schnipsel but i don't know that that's actually a clue but you know it's again it's the game where you go from i don't know what the there might be other words for scavenger hunt in different countries since we're international um but it's you know where you leave clues and you it's often kids but grown-ups play it too where yeah. you, you have to you go from st station to station or clue to clue Mm -hmm. Right and mm -hmm. and uh, but it certainly is a popular game at children's birthday parties in Germany. Schnitzeljagd, where yeah. you you know you you send the kids all around the house, you know, with and then the candies in the basement or something. <laughs> you all can refer to previous episodes to hear me talk about the scavenger hunt at the University of Chicago. Well, that's just taking it to a. It's just extreme. Yep. It's in a it's previous episode. We don't need to. It certainly has nothing to do with Wiener Schnitzels. 
definite. I, I mean, Wiener Schnitzel was probably on the list at one point, but yes. Elephant was on the list. Yeah, live elephant. Get an elephant. For live elephant, not a more. stuffed one. Live elephant. Somebody got Ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. I'm glad it wasn't like build a thermonuclear reactor. The, building a fusion reaction reactor was on the list one year and somebody did it. They built a breeder reactor. I think they should lose, not win. It if was they do on that. the list. It was like 40 points. I think that's a build, bad joke. You can build a breeder reactor with a radioactive material from your smoke detector. That's a bad it joke. wasn't a joke. It like produced energy. No one should be building breeder reactors. Literally, that's what we do at the University of Chicago. We build kind of unstable nuclear devices Those in inappropriate places. Bring the end of the world, perhaps, if you make a We big had a shirt. All the undergrads had a shirt that had a mushroom cloud on it, and it said the University of Chicago, where the end of the world began. Because of Fermilab. Because the first controlled nuclear reaction conducted by Enrico Fermi was under the stands of the football field at the time. There's a little monument there now. Pretty that's cool. That's like some bad shit happened because of this. We have mixed feelings about it, but this is where it happened. You know what's a breeder reactor? The sun. <laughs> well, we had you a made a little sun. I didn't make it, but one of my teammates did, and it was very small, but it worked. It's a... It's a it's not a schnitzeljagd. That's some kind of other... That's like crazy quest. That's mad scientists let loose. Yeah. All right. Anyway, good good word. Yeah. You want to talk about the Florida man and the red rare coins? Because it's a good Go story. It. Yeah, yeah. That can be part of Ingo Corner. Some guy stole a rare coin collection. I don't know. And I haven't read the story, so... He, I believe it he, is... He came into it before... He found these coins before anyone lost them. Yeah, that's right. It was 33 presidential silver dollars silver dollars worth a thousand dollars a piece they're very rare so not one dollar each i mean on the surface one dollar each face value but actual value a thousand dollars a piece for these coins yeah because it we, the things that he stole were valued at like thirty eight thousand dollars or thirty three like thirty three thousand dollars yeah yeah I and think he stole thirty three of these and coins. you said he, he was able to like pawn or fence a few of them for a thousand bucks he was taking him to Pawn Stars, and he was getting $1,000 a piece, and then he got bored with the process of having to do that and <laughs> wanted only his money Only $1,000 a coin. Yeah. So he had like 30 of them left. So he went to a coin star machine and stuck them in there and got $32. <laughs> no, like $29.60. They took a fee. It was some, they took a fee, <laughs> and then they had... Coins worth twenty nine thousand dollars, and he had he had twenty nine dollars in cash. And the coins are just went into the system like they were not able to retrieve them and get them back to the owner. Get out! I saw an interview because I was like, did they figure out like which one it was? No, the owner didn't get them back. They're just so somewhere there are twenty nine rare yeah collectors silver dollars floating around just in ready to be recollected. <laughs> yeah, this guy's like that's sort of where I had all my money. You know, my kind of savings, my nest egg was these <sighs> coins, and this guy stole them from me. And I, you can't insure them. You can't insure rare coins. Right. So he's like, "There's, I get nothing. Oh. I'm just absolutely out that." I'm sure this guy will pay restitution oh, yeah. for the next five dollars a five dollars a month for the next fifty years. The situation where the thief was able to get these coins is that uh, he was homeless, and this man, the coin owner 
uh, felt bad for him and said, you can stay at my business in like the back room. You can sleep there for a while while you get back on your feet. So kind of gave him a place to stay. And while he was there, he robbed the place and took the coins. And then stuck them into a coin star machine, never to be seen again. Yep. So wiped out the guy's like little... Nest egg. Nest egg of stored in rare coins while the guy was giving him a place to live. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. That guy does not deserve that. Nope. It's very sad. Oh. Oh. Anyway, it was a Florida man, but not a Keys man. Right. So I just think that is such a kind of sad story. Ingo... uh, I, I think it particularly glommed onto this story because for those of you who follow my running account. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do have experience. Uh, you know that I am an expert at finding dropped change. It's in my profile. My bio is like ultra marathon runner, uh, taking pictures of Florida Keys, expert finder of dropped change. Because I find a lot of change on my runs. Change that other people run past and don't see, but I find it. (laughs) Um, So I come home from most runs with at least one crusty penny. Treasure. I actually have a rock tumbler to decrustify the change that I find. This is just like when they find a you know, a Spanish galleon. There's all this <laughs> lump of silver coins. Yeah. They all glo- oxidize together and then they can break them up in like rock tumblers. And that's what you do. With that's what I do. Pennies and quarters and nickels and dimes. So since we've moved down here, Ingo's been like, I need to get a local bank account. I was like, you don't, man. You do not need a local bank account. And he's like, I really, like I want to have an Except that one time where we, we were needed one to deposit a check or something or it, write a check. One time we did. One time. <laughs> Ingo really wanted a local bank account. And so finally I was like, I have no opposition to you setting up a local bank account, but I do have a request. Wherever it is, they must have a change machine where I can dump my coins in and get dollars back. Because I don't want to use the Coinstar where they take a fee. I want to go to the bank and dump my change in and get the exact, if it's $25 in pennies, I want $25 And back. you don't want to go to Publix where you get a slip of paper and then they'll give you a credit. But they take a fee. A fee or, a, you know, you get a credit I in the store. I want cash. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying that there are many options with these machines and they usually take a hefty fee. That are bullshit. Fee. I need a place with a machine that will give me exactly the amount of money I put in the machine I, and that's yeah, only a bank. You were very specific in your in your instructions and I did a lot of research and there yes you did not every bank has this nope. and uh the fact that our bank in dc had one yep it was kind of inspirational love it uh so i did find one and we went in uh i don't know a few weeks ago and i had all the change that i have found since i started running in the keys so that really started when i was doing the every road in the keys in the early pandemic like i think i started april of 2020 and I had all that change plus all the additional change I had found. And all cleaned, cleaned up, up and, and tumbled. And I mean, you, you, you had processed this. Much. Yes, yes. I had to pull out all the like bent in half pennies and, you know, broken off pennies. Like pennies get real damaged. So I had all good change. And we went and cashed it in and I got like $36. Yeah, it was great. And that doesn't awesome. include the four dollar bills that you found i was on a run last month and i for found four dollar bills <laughs> i mean in the same area they clearly had somebody had probably broken a 10 and uh yeah we can't win the lottery but you can find four dollar bills four dollar i was so excited i saw one and then i was like i gotta look around to find more and there were four of them 
Was it somewhere where other was other people might be watching? So you were kind of surreptitious. You were kind of like do 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 looking around. It was kick, on the side of Route One. This rock, do do. Oh, dollar. I got no shame. <laughs> I have absolutely no shame about stopping to pick you up. You just change. don't want anyone to stop and go. That's my dollar bill that blew out of my window yesterday. Give it to me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I I mean I I do share the love of the coin machine, <laughs> but that gives this dude zero points. <laughs> he, no, that's ridiculous. My really good friends, when they come down to visit in the Keys, drop change on the street on the way out. They, like, come visit us, and then when they're leaving, they drop change out the window. Where you might be running. Yeah. For me to find. <laughs> it's very... It is a real gift. It's very sweet, yes. Because I don't need the $36. I mean, $36... No, but you th- get the joy of finding the pennies, and if you find a quarter, your your day is made. Oh, like my week. <laughs> there are times in absolutely times in my life including when we bought this house that the money that i got like when we bought this house i went to our bank in dc and cashed in my accumulated change and it was like 126 dollars, and it was a meaningful amount of money in my life because we just dropped every cent we had to like make the down payment on this we house and all the stuff cash poor and house rich for yeah. a while there for quite a while <laughs> like we just the, nothing we we had no available funds and th- and it's you know and th- that was a rarity you know since i've been like in my professor job but for a lot of my life the amount of money that i would get from cashing in my change twice a year made a very significant difference to my budget those 36 dollars would have been like in the spreadsheet like going to do stuff oh yeah so now it's not that those $36 have that kind of impact on my life, um, but it's like finding treasure. It's like free <laughs> money that I'm finding. It Cash money every cash day. Cash money every day. <laughs> that, we've talked about that. We've gotta go, that's an Easter egg from previous episodes. It's a throwback. Um, anyway, yes, it is like finding treasure uh, I love finding all sorts of treasures. I have a collection of keys that I have found. Keys to locks. Yes, random keys. Un- unknown keys. Yep. Um, marbles. And they're never labeled things. like in the movies where it's like, safe deposit box at 2300 Oxnard <laughs> Street. <laughs> That'd just, be great. They're just unmarked keys. Yep. I got a whole bunch of them, though. But uh, yes, if I find a penny, uh, my day is absolutely made. So... All right. Anything else for Ingo Corner? I was going to talk about one. This is more ramblings. That's okay. By me, where I saw a, um, I think in Conk Life that was like, um, something something celebrates kids free celebration. <laughs> like the botanical garden. And yes, has kids free celebration. Kids free Florida Keys. And I was like, like botanical gardens joins. Kids free Florida Keys. Like mosquito free? <laughs> I was like, this is great. I can go to the botanical garden and there won't be any kids running <laughs> right. around. No, and what they meant was kids are it's free for kids to go to the botanical garden that day, but it couldn't have been a more awkward hinky headline that had completely different implication. Kids free resort means there are no kids at the resort. It doesn't mean kids are free because no. then it'd be be kids full resort. Yeah. Ugh kids full crew i know i was all excited like you sent it to me and i was like oh oh they're like doing days with no kids this is great and then i read it and i was like confused and then i was like oh they just mean more kids <laughs> right that's more right. kids more kids for free Ugh. <laughs> so don't say kids free if you mean 
kids no charge for kids mm-hmm. yeah so th- i'm just that's my little florida keys update that's a good one yeah the, the my my corner would just be to again marvel at how nice people are with the plushies and people like to pay it forward and people are being very good and they just need an outlet for the for being good yeah it's nice we it's create opportunities nice. for kindness yeah we didn't create this this wasn't our idea we're just nope. like the pass-through peoples yeah we're just redirecting the good which is fine that's we're happy to do that totally yep so you guys are awesome all right well thanks everyone for listening and until next week slava ukraini and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to looking at you nacho don't bite me bye bye